Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff. It's a podcast where two friends talk about cars and many other things. Okay, I had to escape. The city was sticky and cruel. Maybe I should have called you first, but I was dying to get to you. I was dreaming while I drove the long straight road ahead. What? Hang on, whoa, I could no. taste your sweet kisses. Your arms were up and wide. This is not the copyright infringement hour. Stop, 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 stop. We stop. can do this. No, you're infringing copyright. No, we're not. Yeah, you I'm are. Quoting. You're reading out someone else's work. I'm quoting. Orbison will rise up from the grave and smote you oh. with his, hey, his, listen. his sunglasses of justice. <laughs> Look... I drove all night to get to you. Is that mm. all right? I just I crept in your room. I woke you Creepy. from your sleep. Yeah, that, there's, there's, no. there's sinister editor tones there, especially no. if you've got no. the wrong house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he holds the note in that for a long time, doesn't he, he as he gets towards the end? Yeah. He drove all night. Yeah. And all the rest of the band have popped out to go and get a, <laughs> they've got, a, they've got a tab on the back. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know why I've started this podcast with that? It's it's Go on. that song came out thirty years ago. Did it? It's his thirtieth anniversary, but he was dead five years previous or four years previous to that. What? Oh, yeah. Was it a posthumous release? He that recorded song? it in eighty-seven, and it got released in ninety-two. Yeah. And the the music video, I can't really remember the music video, but I think it 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 was that era in the late eighties, early nineties when. Lots of fifties American cars appeared in every music video. Mm. You know what I mean. So, like, because it was thirty years ago from the nineties, fifties cars were yeah. like the thing. That's right. But yes, yeah. I remember that. But lyrically, I've always found it a little bit creepy. And also, when I look up IMDb, Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison, no disrespect to the man, because obviously. Um, was a fantastic musician, but he looks like someone going to a fancy dress party as Roy Orbison. What <laughs> 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 I mean? But that's that's what happened to Elvis, isn't it? Elvis turned into a fancy dress version of himself, mm. and it's it's quite tragic. But it yeah, is a little sad. No, we're we're, we're not going to disrespect the big O, no. but I know what you mean. But he but he drove. The other thing is, what's the saga, Richard? He drove all night despite the fact that he was only 40 miles away from his destination. He just had a terribly unreliable car. There's so much well, shit to contend with. No, I think it's because he was wearing sunglasses at night and it was impossible for him to see road signs oh. or indeed major junctions. He kept just going around the M25. And he had a heavily tinted out car that was possibly yeah. illegal. Basically like driving yeah. around with your eyes closed. Had so many fender benders he, on the way home. Oh yeah, he was just sometimes he'd be like, there's be a grazing noise and he realised he was just <laughs> scuffing down the armco on the outside lane near Junction 12. No! Oh, <laughs> the other thing is, just to add insult to injury, managed to have loads of sort of minor panel damage all the way back. But just as he was going up the cul-de-sac, the cam belt went. So he had to leave again. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So he had to leave the car at the bottom of the cul-de-sac, and uh, you know it was pissing with rain. So that just that last sort of hundred metre walk with a, quite a heavy bag because he'd been away for a while, and he was muttering to himself. So it went almost from romance to sort of anger. Oh, just life admin, just oh, like, personal personal nuisances. Yeah, he kicks Jesus. the car, he slams the door shut. <laughs> probably, probably he doesn't even lock it. He slams- He's secretly hoping someone will steal it, even though he knows the engine's now seized solid. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just he's he's hustling this really large Samsonite case. Um, a, a, yeah, but then he crept in the room and uh, woke somebody from asleep to make love to them, and then realised it was actually his mother-in-law. He was in the wrong room, and it's all very, very awful. <laughs> <laughs> crept in your room, woke you from your sleep to ask where you keep the details for the RAC cover that we th- I thought we still had, but I'm not sure. Green flag. Yeah. Also, yeah. sorry, before you go to sleep again, can you remember... Is it a non-interference engine on those? Because I'm a bit worried I might have bent some valves because the, the cam belt is definitely yeah. it's, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. So it rather implies, though, that it's not... Uh, you know, I was sort of initially picturing one of those kind of late 50s Cadillacs. Oh. Like, not the full... Like a, like a Coupe de would it be Coupe Deville, but not the full finny one, just when they developed little stubby... Oh, so that would be fins. 61, 62 would have been a nice era for that. I know because that had gone through the the fins were sort of 50, when was peak fin fifty nine fifty nine was peak fin yeah I'm thinking like sort of pre that like a fifty five or oh, something or even okay. something more modest like a tri Chevy oh, yeah maybe yeah okay so just sort of like at Elvis's favourite era of Cadillac sort of fifty six fifty seven this is what I've just fifty five a fifty five yeah. um, what have we got here these are these are nice cars, oh well, then it can belt is irrelevant well it's because what well, that'll be that'll be all chains on a big old v8 won't it yeah so it's something else has gone wrong he probably hasn't checked the oil ever in the time well, that he's owned the car that's true it was running low anyway but when he got clo- when he clocked off work and he just thought i'm gonna just get in and drive all night i've filled it i'm just gonna i'm doing a hundred all the way back in a really yeah. wallowy airbed of a car. <laughs> I, I believe the original version of that song, that uh, towards the end he changes the lyrics, so it's, I ignored the light! <laughs> and, uh, and that explains why, why the engine suddenly <laughs> locked solid. He locked the engine, but, and also, all the way back, the car was slightly crabbing, and he's realised there were 8 PSI on one of the back tyres, so it was ever oh. slightly listing. And he, and he was just constantly correcting. But, of course, that tyre was getting ever so hot. So he could have suffered a burn, um, a blowout. But With he the weight of that car as well. Jesus. The, I yeah. mean, it's it's a little-known fact about Roy Orbison that he was a, a very sloppy when it came to basic maintenance. Oh, yeah. His, um, yeah. 1955 Cadillac. Yeah. Well, just look at these Cadillacs. They're glorious, aren't they? It's a they Series are. 62 Coupe for a coupe. I, I, I don't understand it. why car. I don't understand why people that can afford like a collection of cars, you know, like a variety of cars. I never understand why they don't have a, a car of that era in there, an American car. Because they're just they are full apartments on wheels. They are glitzy, O T T, really well made. Really well made. I was gonna say, are they they look sturdy, like they're I mean they're probably quite simple, aren't they, but put together reasonably well so that yeah. y- you you know, as long as you are better than the big O at checking the oil and things, it'll just run forever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they, have you driven one of these? Kind yeah, of things? I've driven actual Ecto One. Oh, I've driven one wow. of the screen original Ghostbusters Ecto Ones, which was have colossal. It's twenty-two feet long, I think it was. Because I look at these cars with Derek Acora in the passenger seat. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Seriously. <laughs> See, like Roy Orbison, you could wear sunglasses at night because you've got a Cora with you and he claims to be able to see what's coming. So he could, he could warn you. Yeah. Is Derek Cora dead? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. And he is. Mm. Sudden, sudden, him, sudden earlier than... Us. Yeah. No, no. It was, it was a fun day, fun shoot. But yeah, I, I've never owned... Let me get this right. No, I've never owned a 50s American car. I've owned 60s and 70s uh, American mm. cars, but and actually 80s, but never <clears throat> never 50s. But my the guy rebuilding my or assembling my Chevy Impala, Simon Browse, he's got a brace of them. He his favorite mm. era is 56. He has ah. four 56 Cadillacs. Wow. And the, and the, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous cars, but a very very expensive car to restore because there's so much chrome. Oh. And oh. um, the, the, and it's all like an inch thick. His chrome, honestly, his chrome bill for a two door convertible was nine grand. <laughs> Cro- that's, what? That's the chrome bill. <laughs> Holy shit! That's the chrome bill. Yeah, the not, even, chrome not, even, bill. not even the paint. Well, of course, when you're booking it into a body shop for paint, they just look at the acreage and go, "Oh shit, we're going to need a bigger booth." Yeah, we are, we're going to need a bigger booth. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. But that, that. I just, I, I'm looking at this, this. Uh, there's a 55 Coupe de Ville here and I'm looking at it it's black it looks mega but I'm also thinking that's one of those cars that's going to drive exactly how it looks so incredibly soft every, ever Incre- so soft a very very assisted steering I'm imagining yeah, by then yeah you could be on full lock on full understeer and you had no idea like the tyre you know when you go to the be- dentist and you have your face anaesthetised on one side yes and then it's quite odd because you could basically like pour a red hot cup of coffee into that side of your mouth and not feel it and it's a bit weird that sensation or you can you can touch your face but it feels like it's not like it's not your face and i imagine driving that car's like that it's full it, anesthetic it would be anesthetic it would be but a beautiful aesthetic mm. anesthetic yes it yeah. would be that's what it I, 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 I don't know why i've never really considered these cars as something that i would lust after particularly I, I, I like that they exist but i'm looking at one of those now and going bloody hell that looks great i mean are they they're probably impractically big for britain even now well, they, they? they're, they're so. huge they're, they're huge yeah but um they're sort of i think that they they they're, they're tastefully huge i think other american cars of the same size you kind of people people go uh you know they get annoyed yeah. by them because they just think they're silly but obviously the 50s was just such a special era for the sort of jet the jet age styling yeah and i look at that and i go i bet that's a car that people like that's a sort of universally liked car yeah. people would enjoy seeing that as long as you just drove about as yourself being normal I'm always a bit weirded out by people who have 1950s hairstyles. Oh, what, you dress to match the car era? Yeah. Yeah. You know that, is it called like a DA or something? You know, big quiffy, but then all brill creamed back to a sort of split at the back back of the head. It's the duck tail. The duck back end. And I always just, an adult man in 2022 who has that hairstyle, arouses suspicion in me i don't what about don't, for, don't. For, hang on film reviewer mark Com- kermode not mark kermover i was gonna call him mark kermover <laughs> mark, no, mark, mark mark kermode who's renowned yeah. for his craft i think he's well into his sort of 50s appearance yeah he's a bit isn't he and yeah. so is mark lamar oh he well yeah very much so and 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 years ago pre uh, harry squatter um robbie coltrane very much, and again, he used to drive around in Cadillac. And my, my friend Simon, who's rebuilding my Chevy, his dad used to know Robbie Coltrane because of pre-internet Cadillac ownership. 
Oh. Yeah, he, they used to like um, order bits and stuff together or find bits. Because if you ha- if you had a fifties Cadillac in the UK and you were you were driving it regularly, which Robbie did, you you, you know you needed to n- know the grapevine fairly well. Robbie Coltrane once called me a cheeky wee shite. Did he? Yeah. I bet he. I bet it was charming though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was really charming. No, I I was at a thing with him, and I was it was he was very very funny, very good company. But there was a, there were a load of us around the dinner table, and. Um, and, and you know he was sort of holding court being very very funny and very entertaining as you'd hope but I'd had a couple of glasses of wine and I was feeling a bit like a cheeky wee shite you were so just I was young kind of, weren't you yeah I was young I was quite young and I was giving it a bit of yap back and doing a bit of you know interjection and stuff and in the end he went oh yeah cheeky wee shite in, an, in a very affable way we, he was nice he was a really nice guy and loves his cars and we talked a lot about old american cars funny enough so did you yeah, yeah. i've never, I've never yeah. met the bloke but i i probably wouldn't talk about hagrid because i don't know anything about it no Apart from the fact i he, think he'd rather talk about american cars though i would definitely rather talk about 55 cadillacs yeah he told me about he bought something that had sort of like a suspiciously low mileage on it and he wasn't sure that it was legit and he thought maybe it had been restored and bodged a bit and he took it to the guy that looked after it and I just remember him telling this story because he was like, and then he came out of their workshop and he's going, Robbie, it's not a start, it's a new fucking car. <laughs> Which I thought was quite good. And I could always remember that. that bit. It's a new fucking car. And sort of repeating it over and over again. That's clean as a whistle underneath. It's whistle. a new fucking car, Robbie. Clean as a wh- uh, whistle, anyway. whistle. A Wessel. <laughs> I uh, I just want to f- uh, f- finish the Roy Orbison thing by thinking I could imagine like a green a traditional greengrocer shop or a furniture shop and the sign above the door says Roy Orb and Son because I always used to think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but but then what, where were you on the football manager Bobby Rob and Son? <laughs> Bobby Rob and Son. Well, there yeah. we go. Bobby Rob actually sounds better than Robin. Bobby Robinson. And now the cast the star with Quentin Will and son. Ah, well, Quentin Wilson could be um, three L's, two S's, and you, he could be very Swedish. <laughs> Couldn't he? <laughs> Quentin <laughs> And he only he goes, on, on this week's The Cars the Star, another historical report on Saab. <laughs> Quentin, can we do something else? No. I'm not aware of any other cars. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Curse. Very, curse. very... Yeah, I think there could be a Scandy Wilson about. Could be quite yeah. funny, couldn't it? <laughs> just... It, I've got the bargain of the century. Is it a Volvo 740 again, Quentin? Yes. <laughs> still cheap. Um, still good. Still cheap. <laughs> still good. Here's a blank check. Uh, anyway, now, look, I, guys, uh, I wanted to bring this sort of moderately up to date. Uh, we could talk all day about 50s American cars and 90s Roy Orbison hits, but uh, I wanted to talk about the Lotus Elettra. Ah, yes. Because you've seen it. You had a, you had a sneaky preview. Yeah, um, had a good look round it. Uh, I watched your late break show vid in which you talked to, uh, what's his name, Ben Payne, the, ben Payne, um, the yep. boss of um, the Off of the design and all that. Yeah, yeah, country design office where they designed it. Um, I went to the official launch last week at um, what they kept referring to as BBC Television Centre. And I wanted to sort of go, no, no, stop, stop, stop. It's not the BBC's anymore. They sold it. That's the whole point. But they kept saying, we're here live at BBC Television Centre. And you're like, it's not. Oh, that's the, misinformation. No. 
Yeah, Listen it's even it. in the press release. They sent out a press release after the launch going, the new Electra was announced at BBC Television Centre. I'm like, it's not, it, but it's not. Is that anyway. to make it sound like it made the national news? But I think it, it is didn't. to make it sound more important internationally because yes. it was BBC Television Centre. <clears throat> it's like, I, I mean, I still occasionally look at that what's not relatively a very tall skyscraper in the city of London and think it's the NatWest Tower, and it's not because they moved out ages ago. But, but anyway. The downsized... Um, Television industry pedantry aside, um, <laughs> I went to the launch at TV Centre. It's still called that. Uh, and it, it, they'd rented out uh, TC1, the biggest studio there, the one where they used to do Strictly Come Dancing and all of the big event-type shows. Massive studio. It used to be the biggest TV studio in Britain. Did it? And, um, yeah, for TC1. years it was the biggest TV studio. Before, I guess, before Fountain Studios. Anyway, twin Carb again, Twin Carb 1. Twin Carb 1, yeah. 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 Um, Rover 2200's TC1 yes, studio. Yeah. Um, they'd rented out that, but holy God, they'd thrown some money at it because they'd got cameras everywhere, all outside and all around the place. And apparently they'd had to like bring in a, a separate outside broadcast lorry to handle it all, even though there's a 4K-compatible gallery within the studio. So it was all a bit complicated and expensive and lots of dancing and some videos played in with meaningless buzzwords all over them and, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and it was a lot of a lot of build-up. A fanfare. Was it, would you call this a fanfare? A fanfare. There was a fanfare. And I can kind of see why they do it, because it would be a bit weird just to go, OK, thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. Wherever you are around the world, here's the car. It's like you need a bit of foreplay, basically, but it was expensive and quite confusing foreplay. I felt I didn't um, go. I was invited. I was just I was busy. Um, I couldn't really make it, and I, I've already seen the car, so I kind of went well. Yeah, I've already done my piece on it. I would have been nice to have met Jensen Button, but I didn't meet Jensen Button. Do you know who I did meet? I met um, uh, Elisa Artioli. Did you the the uh, the woman who the Elise is named the Lotus after. Elise is named after. Isn't she like about yeah. what twenty seven or something now? Thirty. She's uh, yeah, she's in her late twenties, I guess. Yeah, she uh, so is cool. a qualified architect. Although she actually runs driving days and driving tours now, as uh, she has a company that does that. So she's not a practicing architect. I'd like her to design a garage for me. She was amazing though. She they made her wear this slightly childish jumper with a teddy bear on the front because one of the most famous pictures of her as a child so the backstory is that um her grandfather owned lotus at the time yeah and and he decided to name although her name is elisa he decided to name the the new lotus sports car project or type 111 as it was known as he said, there's no way it's going into production with a number. That's not, it's, you know, it's not interesting enough. It needs a name, and I want to name it after my granddaughter. Uh, and there's a photo of him with her, and she was, I think she was like two and a half when the car was announced, and four by the time it went on sale. And she's wearing a teddy bear jumper in this picture of her as a child. So Lotus said to her, "Could you wear a teddy bear jumper for the 
well, for I mean, this event. It's... And they got one made, and it's not even an exact match to the one she was wearing in the photo. Oh. And she was sort of low-level disgruntled about the fact. She went, I've had my makeup done twice today, and yet I've still got to wear this stupid jumper. I've got oh, a dress no. in my bag. I could be wearing that. So, I thought she was fantastic. She's Italian, so she's got that sort of, you know, you know, Italians who speak excellent English, but they can do sort of insouciant fantastically well yes she was that I, li- I like that she told me she gets on average one marriage proposal per day through the internet what from slightly oh, horny lotus fans <sighs> and uh right. i said that's 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 incredible i can't believe that and she went i know it's it's ridiculous isn't it I, they don't know me i could be crazy <laughs> yeah, you don't marry yeah, first yeah. then realize crazy after i think that's not a wise idea although you know th- thinking about this on a positive note a teddy bear jumper is not as bad as it could have been. Imagine if the famous photo was her naked in the bath. Like a lot of children's photos <laughs> tend to be. <laughs> well, those standard pictures that um, Father of the Bride always pulls out to embarrass the bride at that's, weddings. That's right. And then she now, t- 25 years later, she's wheeled onto the stage completely naked in a bath. <laughs> in, and, a, in an avocado-coloured bath. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just, exactly like the one my parents had at the time. And just deadpan with a, with a, with a Madonna microphone and go, yes, and to celebrate the new dawning of Lotus, <laughs> don't, um, here is the new Electra, not electorate and not uh, electoral, <laughs> not illiterate. Not, illiterate, the Lotus illiterate. Not eligible, um, no, it's not that. She also told me a story about the... She's, that's the thing, she's really into cars, like really into cars. You know, she bought the last Elise made... I mean, I presume they gave her a discount, but then she was she was going. I haven't got it yet. It's still at the factory for some reason. I really, really want it, and it's been delayed. And I was like, and I can't. And, and we said to her, "What? You know, you, while you're over here in the UK, you could have gone and picked it up and driven it home." And she's like, "I know, but it's not registered yet. It's really frustrating." She's like, "You could tell she's really excited about getting a new car, which is fair enough." But then she told me about her her um, granddad, Romano Artioli. He also was behind the Bugatti EB110. Yes. Which yeah, what sort of predates, like she, so I guess she said she was born in 91 or 92, and... When Roy Orbison was singing that he drove all night. Yeah, yeah, that's, maybe that was number one when she was born, who knows. Yeah. Anyway, the, um, it, it, but she knows about that car from, like, from talking to her granddad, who's still alive, and, and uh, but she said, oh yeah, that, because he he told the story. He said when when they said, "Oh, the, you know, the, the the car's called the Type One Eleven at Lotus," and I said, "No car. I'm not going to launch a car with a number. It's got to have a name." And she said, "But you did the Bugatti EB110, which I'd forgotten." Yeah. She explained it's called the 110 because it was 110 years uh, since Bugatti was founded, or since Bugatti was bought. But it's but it wasn't successful. It wasn't successful, but apparently the good story that she told me was when when that car was revealed. I think it's in Paris. It was shown off, so they had to drive it up from the factory in Italy, and it was so unfinished. This first prototype show car that they were working on it inside the lorry while it was driving across France to what? get to the reveal in Paris. Yeah. Seriously? That car was literally finished inside a moving lorry on the way to the, the reveal. Can you imagine if there'd been some shady late braking going on on the lorry? I know. And I know. You know well, that's the thing. I mean, bloody hell, there'd be skulls crushed. 
Yes. But also it, massive exactly. panel damage. Like the, the the car arrives and they hadn't quite chocked it properly or strapped it down. They go, yeah, goes on display tomorrow. It's like, yeah, the whole front stoved in. So yeah. um, we're going to mix up a lot of resin tonight and some and, <laughs> and some glass fiber. We're going to just see what we can do. Lock us in. Yeah, lock us in. We'll see what we can do. We're flying in the guys from Reliance. They're the world leaders in bodging fiberglass together. Um, <clears throat> Bloody hell. That's really cool info. I like that. Yeah. The, 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 so that was all good. Yeah. That was one of my highlights of the evening. Um, also, I've got to give a little bit of a, a shout-out to a couple of Smith & Sniff listeners two blokes called John and Richard who are both Elise owners or former Elise owners and or they had or have Evoras now and um, they'd come along to the Electra, Electra launch and came over to say hi because they listened to the podcast but the the high spot of that conversation was when they explained how they know each other which is they're in the same band and the oh. band is called the People's Front of Judea what? And they're a Life of Brian-themed 80s covers band. What? I know. There's a lot to unpack, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> You're, what, the, what? They show me a picture. Um, one of them got, has got a keytar. He plays the keytar. He's a keyboardist, but he plays a keytar. He's got a wireless keytar, so he can go into the crowd. Oh, my gosh, a wireless keytar. keytar. That's some yeah. expenditure. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. saying, it's like keytar's expensive alone, but, but wireless. Yeah, so, so that's uh, John plays keytar and keyboards. And... Um, and they, but they show me a picture, and they're dressed like the characters from Life, Life of, of Brian. Brian. <laughs> what have the Romans ever done for us, and all that? But then they, they play eighties hits, and I, I, how you arrive at that, I don't know. But that's what they do. So hello to both of them. Well, hi guys, thanks for coming and saying hi. Hi guys, hi, hi. hi guys. Hi. Uh, do you know what? Okay. We we could instead of sort of doing a cheers, uh, raising a glass to them. We could raise a glass of of other product that I've got in my hand, Richard. That you might want to explain to the listeners. I'm going to tap it with my my ring finger. This is well. There's a backstory to this, which I need to find the message for, uh, and I can't find it now. This is as usual levels of profession. Here we go. Right, a listener called James Bourne wrote to us. Uh, uh, his message just says, "Johnny, Rich, I'll be brief," and then there's just a picture. And it's a picture of oh. uh, a bottle of aftershave. Of course. And then underneath he says, Brute do a sport variant. And it's a picture of Brute sport style aftershave. This is incredible. I have to say. Now, this is if exciting. ever a podcast has a spirit aftershave, and there's no reason why any of them would, but we, this is ours because it's both Brute and Sport, and I had no idea this existed. <laughs> no, neither did I. And James says, I'll leave you to the marketing wranglings of the way Johnny slings it on. I think there's an opportunity for some kind of morning marination-style branded kit. Um, <laughs> morning well, marination. Yeah, well, exactly. This is extraordinary. Well, so we immediately, as soon as I got this email, I forwarded it to you and went, holy shit, look at this. And then I went on Amazon. They sell it on there. I ordered two bottles, one each. Um they arrived yesterday. 100 mil. It's in my hand. Jingle jangle. Do you know what? The thing I love here. about it is it's not just Brute Sport. It's Brute Spolt style. It actually says yeah. style afterwards. Spolt style. Which is... In other words, I haven't bought the Spolt. I bought the Spolt style because, you know, cheaper tax and all that. Spolt, well, it, also, it feels style. like that's in the same spectrum as um, prawn cocktail flavour. Yes, you have it to is. put the flavour there because otherwise they breach some kind of rules about food labelling. Actual sports. It's not actual sport. It's sports style. Um, it's blue. 
It is. I like the blue. Light blue. Yeah. Is it teal blue? Maybe. I'm, so it's where normal brute is green. This is um, ski jacket. Ski jacket. Eighties ski jacket. Oh, oh right, I've just gonna, opened it. Right. We're going to do Ooh, this, listeners. Ready? It reminds me of something else. Oh. It's it's, it's a I, bit blue stratosy. Yeah, that's it's tangy. It's tangy. That it's tangy, isn't it? I'm just gonna. I like that. I like that. Do you know what that's like? Um, when you buy a Ooh. different kind of screen wash to what you're used yeah. to, for a top up. <laughs> actually, it does actually look but like in, screen but wash. But in a good way. In, in a good way. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh. stick this on, Richie. Ready? I'm gonna go for quite Ooh, a good quite... slug. Go on. Ready? Oh bloody! Hell. Oh man! I was dripping, <laughs> stripping down the neck. Oh, I shaved this morning as well. That's absolutely. Oh, it's, oh, it's burning. Oh, it's good though. Excellent. Do you know what? That is fresh. It's really. It's all right, really isn't fresh. it? But it's, it, it's a very somehow that is a very eighties smell. Brute is kind of more seventies smell, but sports star sports is is that's that's definitely reminiscent. I'm going to dress as Andre Agassi for the rest of the day now. <laughs> I've decided. I'm definitely going to. Uh, that's really good. Well, brute. Yeah. Spoke well, thank you, James, style. for tipping us off about that brute spoke style. It's uncanny. It's almost like it's an intersection of. If, if it said on that side of things, on the back of the bottle, oh. then it would be pretty much just... Well, in the, in the, the ingredients, most... is there a, some sort of chemical called Otsot that we don't know about? That would be <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a kind of, it's like the fixative thing they put into aftershave. Sutra. Anyway, there we go. That's So there, the, every week is a learning experience. And last week's learning experience was that there exists brute sport. So thank you to James for oh. tipping us off. And a quick spout. message out to Unilever, who own Brute. Can you just reply to my emails, please? Reply to any one of the 400 messages that Johnny's sent. Come on. Is it it still Unilever? Oh, yeah, it is. It says on the back here. It is Unilever, yeah. 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 Brute Parfums yeah. Prestige and all that Paris yeah. <laughs> 1965 I noticed there's a sort of a slightly pretentious crest on the top there of is the a crest I like the crest it, I don't know which way it goes though it's one of those ambidextrous no, it's, crests it's, 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 well maybe that's deliberate because it's circular uh, while we're on the anyway, subject of sort um, of gentlemen's additives um, yes you know, I sent you a message. Well, I was I was on the road last week, Richard. I was I was on a ro- I was doing a lot of road work um, yes. to Scotland and back via various shoot destinations, and noticed at services a lot of a lot of blue pill machines in the gents' toilets. Mm. Now, I've I've actually never tried one of these pills, but as I was drying my hands and I looked over, I noticed there's lo- loads of names now. One of them, which I did. I wanted to take a picture of it, but taking a photo in a gent's public toilet is not cool. So I didn't do yeah, that. Don't. It's called yeah. it was called Mendurance or Mendurance. <laughs> <laughs> Mendurance. Mendurance, like endurance, obviously, but with an M on the front. Yeah, Mendurance. Yeah, and the yeah. other one was it was called Ultra Blue, and there was a picture of like a blue pill with loads of lightning strikes coming down from a dark sky. <laughs> You know, like an 80s metal album cover. And I was yes. thinking to myself, what has this market become? Is this Competitive, I think, is, is the answer. Is this market, is this the bloke equivalent of Ad Blue? Are we being encouraged to add blue to ourselves? No, because add blue cleans up your emissions. I don't know where you're going with this, but I don't like it. No, I mean, like, it's the it's like you... you 
it, it aids your performance. Ad blue is supposed to aid, oh. aid performance slash emissions. You know, like ready to pop the question. The jewelers at Bluenile dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm, well, this is more like this is more like sort of Red X or something. That is isn't it a male it? Red X? Yeah, because it's... it's it's an octane booster. It is an octane booster. You're absolutely right. So that's. But so hang on. The market leader in this would be Viagra because everybody's heard of that. Yes. Was that the original? So that's, that's Red X. These are all ones that you would sort of find in a small independent provincial petrol station that have a very similar yes. bottle design but are, are not Red X. They're something else. Well, yeah, they're uh, Mendurance and Ultra. Mendurance. <laughs> Imagine how pleased they were when they came up with that. I, <laughs> the thing is, I'm, I'm intrigued and also scared. I remember there were be thro- there was a few being thrown around on my stag do many moons ago, and I didn't go for it. I just had a sudden, even when I was a bit pissed, I had a sudden terror that if I took one and I didn't need to take one for medical reasons, that oh, it might have yeah. the, it might have the it might cancel out what I already have. Anyway, so yeah, I, mm, so I, I'd love to I, know from listeners: has anybody got a, any kind of experience with the male ad blue stuff? Yeah, I must admit, I've never tried them, and I I know someone who has because he got given one again, sort of in a, not in a stag do situation. Stag do, stag do, stag do, stag do, stag do. I've got one of these. Do you want to do you want to try one? So he did, and I think. I seem to remember him saying he just sort of gave him a kind of uncontrollable lob on for longer than was convenient, and I, well, I think I, that's, that's the point, though, is it not? Well, it probably is, you but if you've taken it just when it, it out of context, i.e., you're not engaged in congress with someone else, no. that you basically you've just got an uncomfortable power bulge panhandle for longer than you would run. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know. I I just worry that you'd sort of you. you discover that you've got an undiagnosed heart condition yeah see there you go it's that it's the underlying fear of like i didn't really need to take it and i've done it now and now i'm being punished so i don't know if they would bring on a heart condition though are they i don't i don't actually know how they work I, what i would do if i if i if i did it and i had no use to doing it i would just start seeing about what whether you could like open a really stiff door with it or whether you could push a car on a gravel drive with it stuff like that or like a mate of mine, when we were teenagers, got caught by his mum seeing if he could hang his school blazer off it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly that. 
Exactly that. You know, a, 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 throw a beach towel into the bath, let it yeah. get very heavy and wet, and then see if that bad boy hangs. <laughs> anyway, the Lotus Elettra. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, as I said, I went to the launch event for that, and it was, uh, it was, it was quite interesting. But what I was going to say, because obviously you've had a good look at that car, and you interviewed the the man the geezer, uh, partly yeah. responsible for it, and um, but and as, then I sort of I was in a cab on the way home from the launch event, and I was like, oh, I'll have a little look at Twitter, and then I thought, no, I won't actually, because I can't be bothered to look at everyone going, <laughs> oh, it's not a proper Lotus, it's too heavy. There's lots of that. Um, yeah, there's lots of that, and. I, yeah, it's just very sort of path of least resistance thinking, isn't it? And I just think, yeah, of course. I mean, but here's an interesting thing about that car. It's not a Lotus. And I don't mean that because it's an SUV or because it is necessarily quite heavy because it's a battery electric vehicle. But that car's designed by Lotus Technology, which is not Lotus Cars. That's uh, why it was done at their place in Coventry. Lotus Technology is a separate company, also owned by Geely, but part-owned as well by NIO, the Chinese EV company. Yeah, that's right. And the Electra was styled in Coventry at the Lotus Technology place there. It was engineered in Coventry, and they've got a place in Germany, and I guess some work was done in China. It's going to be built in China. Lotus Technology is basically a Chinese electric vehicle company yeah. that has bases all around the world and uses the Lotus name, but is not Lotus Cars, which is based in Hethel and which does did the Elise and will shortly make the Amira separate yeah. company I mean obviously there's you know they want to use the association and they wheeled out Russell Carr the the chief designer of Lotus cars to talk about all these design philosophies they've got and to try and make the link between the Evecha and the Amira Evecha but actually I couldn't I mean I could see a little bit of commonality but also Russell Carr was I thought slightly too keen to make clear that the Elettra was designed in Coventry under Ben Payne's team and not by his team and I think there is definitely a sort of separation there because Lotus Technology is is a separate company so this is almost like we're back to when there were two Lotus F1 teams it's like there are multiple Lotuses and Lotus Cars over in Hethel had as far as I can figure out little to nothing to do with the Elettra. It's a Lotus in name alone. It's, it's a very a, it's interesting a Chinese point. electric car that piggybacks on the Lotus name. And that's fine. It's all for the greater good. It feeds into Lotus. If if Geely can use what they bought and is therefore rightfully theirs to do as they see fit, whatever enthusiasts think, then fair enough. If it then allows them to funnel money back into Lotus cars to make interesting sports cars, exactly. fair play. <laughs> But the point is, when people go, oh, it's not a true Lotus, I was thinking, well, actually, it's not a Lotus at all. It's a Chinese electric car, part engineered in Coventry in Germany. And also, like you but say, as enough. long as there's some sports car funneling going on, I, yeah, I, t- yeah. I, totally, I totally get it. And, and also just sort of spreading the word of Lotus, spreading the word of Lotus around the world. Because I think it's possible to make... So obviously, it's aimed at China, but I think they've got ambitions to, to sell it and make a success of it in america i've sold i've sold two of them off the back of my video i know i have because i had people contact have you me. i had two people who are who have registered their interest or put a deposit down whatever you can wow. do at this stage yeah off just do you know where re- these people were based like where in the world they are both uk ah, both of them that's, that's and they're both they're both really hungry for it because the wow. way they looked at it was like well a hundred grand is okay obviously a hundred grand's a lot of money 
but mm. 100 grand is is a is a is a is a well a well stocked Range Rover or medium stocked actually probably medium stocked Range Rover nowadays it's not i mean the yeah the new Range Rover i think starts at 90ish grand okay so, so a base model full yeah, full size much. Range Rover yeah and 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 obviously all the other things within the realm of this are pretty much piston i mean you, the things like Urus and SQ8 and all those cars they're all big piston things which yeah. on a, a as a car you'd use every day with maybe family orientated stuff it's sort mm. of outdated now i think i mean I, I that's my opinion if you were to go out and buy a brand new urus now you you're you're a complete twat i, I don't think you need to use the word now there <laughs> <laughs> 3 years ago I, but in it, i think that in that way of it it's just like well, what are you, what what's this for because like you just have a V12 mm. for a weekend car, and a weekend yeah. car isn't an SUV. Nobody polishes yeah. and puts an SUV in a garage. I just don't think they do. So it's not a sports car that you cherish in that way. It's a car that you're trying to make do everything, and it can't do everything. Yeah. So just stop stop being a twat. You've got enough money to buy two cars, so just buy two cars. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's why I've always been quite enthusiastic about the Range Rover, not to the extent I bought one, because it's it's. I know you call it an SUV, but it's it's not sporty. No, the full size Range Rover doesn't try to be sporty. No. It is soft and boaty it is. and comfy, and and that's exactly why it's brilliant because it's not trying to do something. Because that's the thing you can't even you know the best of those sporty inverted commas SUVs Spolt. like the Range Rover Spolt or the KN or the Macan. They're still not as nice to drive as a sports car. They're no. fighting physics. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Have something nice in the garage that you polish. But then an SUV is a sort of working car that does family duties and hauls dogs around and all that sort of stuff, and that's fine. Uh, do you know what? Actually, now you've said that, I've realised the biggest rival to the Electra that you can actually buy right uh, now yeah, is the yeah. Tesla Model X, isn't it? Yeah, it that's is. A, sort of, it's, it's always described as an SUV, though it just looks like a fat hatchback. But yeah, it is, it's... Exactly, exactly. It's hundred odd grand, and it's fast if you want it to be. And it's fast, and it's, yeah. It's a and techno masterpiece. In you know, if you like, yeah. or if you like tech and software, yeah. So that so in a way, it's not in a crowded marketplace. It's in mm. a it's in a, a marketplace which should be crowded, but it's sort of not. Um, I mean, I, you put it like that. Also, I, I would rather have the Elettra than a Model X, just because I think it's nicer looking. I I agree. I think uh, it probably feels more sporty the model x has got loads of merits on its own but um i think looks is not one of those uh, yes it you can guff when you indicate and it does gold and and it's getting old isn't it it's just yeah it is quite an old car now that's the thing it's quite but, an old um car. i mean i do there's a lot of tech on the <clears throat> electoral reform isn't there and it's it's kind of stuff that like I mean, it's another indicator that it's a car that's very much aimed at China is that it's got those pop-out LiDAR things. And it's, oh, yeah. you know, that's because the, the rules on um, autonomy in China are apparently a bit different. And, and it's sort of, it's definitely that's geared towards what's coming up in the Chinese market. But I feel like it's supposed to be it's going It's got pop-up John Lydon. You just yeah. press a button. He <laughs> just starts shouting and pointing, tell everyone that the Queen's an idiot and... I can't hear the word LIDAR without thinking it's some kind of contraction of lie detector. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like your car's just driving along, sort of picking up pedestrians going, he's talking shit, she's full of shit. What's going on there? That's bollocks. What's she on about there? He's talking nonsense That's there. Right. Just, Before I was just... selling phones, I was an Olympian. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, was, no, you weren't. He didn't have trials for QPR. He's talking bollocks. <laughs> 
Then maybe it is. Um, it's a lie detector. That would actually be more entertaining It's a lie detector. It would, wouldn't it? It yeah. just pops out and you go, I wonder if any of these people in this town centre are full of absolute dog pop. Bobbins, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was I saying? Anyway, yes. Oh, no, loads of tech on that car. And it's going on sale in uh, beginning of um, 2023. So not long. Now, those cars they'd got on show at the launch, and I guess the silver one on the main stage was the one that you poked around. Because uh, it moves, doesn't it? And I it saw does it in your move. video. Does yes. it does But did. it's not the finished car underneath, from what I can gather. It is a, it's, you know, it's a sort of, it's a show car. Yeah. Correct. And I don't know that the other two they had outside TV Centre moved under their own power. I didn't see them do that. Maybe maybe they do. I don't know. But they definitely all were just sort of, you know, basically like motor show things, which is you know, pretty standard. But, it, you know, I guess the real car is not finished yet and there's a lot of technology on it. So they're going to have a busy year getting that Absolutely. ready, I suspect. Absolutely. But anyway, Absolutely. more power to them. I think that's the thing. If it feeds back into Lotus and makes Lotus uh, a sort of you know successful, proper, profitable car company, that's all fine. And when people go, oh, Colin Chapman wouldn't approve, I always think, well, yeah, actually, he probably would because all he wanted to do was make his company successful money. and make it make money. Yeah. And his plans, when he died, involved making four-door saloons and all sorts. There and apparently, go. there's pictures of him with his kids when they were little, and they're in Range Rovers. So Chapman was an SUV fan as well, as it turns out, bizarrely. That's, okay, that's really interesting. I like that. So there's, you know, there's I don't, the Colin Chapman argument doesn't hold water. Um, and anyway, it's 2022, and he's no Colin longer. Colin Chapman worried, so. used to love wasting money, um, from what I can read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he just used to fly a helicopter everywhere, just throwing £10 notes out of it. Well, anyway, there we go. So that's it. I, I was just, my, I had just these thoughts about the electric. I think it's a good-looking car. I think whether, uh, it, whether it's the sort of genre you'd buy or not is is another question. But if you look at it as a product that they're looking to sell and they want mass adoption mm. of, it's and 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 it brings the badge into a wider audience. Yeah, power to them. I think there's there's a lot to like about it in, as as a. As a as a thing now on that side of things, yeah. We've got although add lightness, it's not it's not add lightness really. Add lidar, well I know. Add lightness, but there's I mean apart from this, people always get that quote wrong because I think the actual quote was simplicate rather than simplify, which is a, it's a weird word. But also Chapman didn't say that he nicked it. He nicked it from an American engineer whose name I can't remember now, but he did. He wasn't the originator of that saying. So um, he, he and the original saying was "add blue, not add lightness." He was referring yeah. to small <laughs> pills that make your winky bigger. A- <laughs> See, I thought it was "add lighters" because he was a very keen smoker. Oh, that's he just right. He's just like, just put a couple more in the door bin and one in the ashtray. I just, I just, I hate not being able to find one. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you'd have a really, really lithe sports car, but it has six. It's only a two-seater. It's got six fag lighters in it what's there's going one in on? the roof they're in the doors there's one in the middle of the steering wheel it's Proper. amazing the perfect for the for the toking helmsman yes <laughs> whichever way your head looks when you're sat in the cabin you will always find anyway guys look uh, we've got some unfinished business which is the engine capacity game that uh, was started what, two three weeks ago a uh, listener called peter alfred who uh, said, uh, I'm hoping this will frustrate and intrigue you as much as it has me. This thought has been on my mind for years. What is the car with the largest difference between the smallest and largest engine available? This, is, this was a well-subscribed question. 
Yeah, response. we had lots of response to this, and I've made an absolutely cack-fisted attempt to correlate some of the replies. So Peter identified that it, he thought it was the W204 Mercedes C-Class, which was available with a 1.6 four-cylinder up to a 6.2-litre V8, making a difference of 4.6 litres. That's a lot. Um, that is a lot. There's a big difference. Side note here. In Peter's original message, which we did read out three shows ago or whatever, he said it must be production cars, so things like the W12 Concept Golf also don't count. So a couple of people wrote in and went, what about the Golf? There's a W12 Concept. You win our Not Listening Properly Award for this week. Yeah. Um, I won't read out these people's names, but... but Man honestly, Listening Award. Clean out your ears. Yeah. There no concepts. Uh, that's cheating. Um, I think I mentioned, or you mentioned, the... Uh, current BMW 7 series as um, close because it's you can get a 2 litre up to 6 litre V12 after we recorded I remembered that the V12 is actually 6.6 oh. so it gives it the same 4.6 litre spread as that Merc but then uh, yeah. some people have pointed out that if you do the precise CCs the Merc still wins there was a, there must um, have been a Dodge truck someone mentioned a Dodge truck yes. I'm sure well uh, quite a few people did I'll give you a couple uh, Paul Russell said uh, he disappeared down the internet rabbit hole of vehicles with the engine from the Dodge Viper the Dodge Ram pickup had a 3.7 litre V6 at the low end and the SRT10 variant had the 8.3 litre V10 from the Viper. Mm. Also a difference of 4.6 litres. Oh, so gosh, we've now got okay. three okay. cars. Plenty of people pointed out that that Ram. Alex Rolton was another listener who said it's um, it's the 4.6 litre gap. A, it's just, so, that's a dangerous daft car, that, that yeah. SRT Ram. Just pointless. Um, so that was that. Was that. Now, um, there was, well... There's a listener called Ed Nicholson who thought he'd come up with a 5-litre spread, which is the Chevrolet Camaro, 2-litre turbo up to 7-litre V8. But, Stewart's Inquiry, this is disqualified because... Different eras. Those two engines, different eras. The last generation, you could get the 7-litre LS7 V8 in it, but not this generation. And this generation is the one where you can get the 2-litre turbo. So, that is uh, not admissible. Yes, Ed's, Ed saved his bacon, though, by suggesting the 68 Mustang. I haven't checked this one, but I assume that he's right, that the 68 Mustang came with a 3.3-litre inline-six yeah. and a 7-litre V8, Did the which si- makes Could you get 7-litres in 68? So what, would that, I don't what know. engine was that, the 450-watt cubic inch? Uh, well, Ed um, says it's the 428... Oh, the 420, that wasn't in 68, I don't think. I think that was 69 or 70. Oh, Ed. I think. Hang on. I, we, I, I, I don't know this categorically because no, you I, see. No, I'm not good on this. So we're going to, I just took Ed's word for it there because I want to spare think, his I blushes th- after the Camaro incident. Well, like, but you know what? Um, he's, he's, he's thought it through longer than I did, which is. Yeah. Which is well, really now, good. Mike. See, I thought I'd cracked this because we had a few a few people. Uh, there's a guy called Sean Hamilton being one of them who suggested the AC Ace slash Cobra. Yes, that which started was a two liter. Yeah, as the Ace, and then a seven liter in the Cobra. Now four twenty seven. Yeah, Stewards inquiry there as well because you go well the Ace and the Cobra. It's not strictly the same car, though. Obviously, they're very heavily related. But I realised the Cobra alone is a good entry because. Not that long ago, they did those continuation cars, and you could have it 
with a 2.3 litre Ford's engine in it. What, a four-cylinder Ford's? Yeah. Could you? 2.3 EcoBoost. And really? And another 7 litres. So that gives you your 4.7 litre spread, which puts it in contention, I would say. Gosh, I didn't know that, the 2.3 and all that EcoBoost. And all that. Um, so uh, now we've got an outlier here from Stefan Davis, who is pitching the W212 Mercedes because it went from 1.6 up to the Bravus EV12. Mm. Mm, okay. Um, mm, yeah, so there's a lot of variables here. There's a lot of variables. Also, um, the CLK start he's including the CLK GTR, which had the 7.3 litre V12. Again, um, see, this, the GTR wasn't. It's. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, not buying that. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Now, there's a couple of people, and they're both called Jamie, okay. who uh, who who came in from right out of left field. The first one is uh, Jamie Fretwell, who we know. Yeah. Who's the PR manager for Mercedes Trucks in the UK. That's right. And Jamie says, regarding the displacement question, you suggested Mercedes-Benz as having the large di- largest difference. And you're right, but not with the C-Class. On the truck side of things, the current generation Mercedes-Benz Actros can be ordered with a 7.7-litre engine or a 15.6-litre. Oh. So that's a 7.9-litre difference. Okay. It's very good. But then a listener called Jamie Webb chimed in says uh, this might be classed as cheating but the current Scania R series goes from 6.7 litre straight 6 to 16.4 litre V8 hang on is it the Scania R series like R's yeah R's no not R series <laughs> <laughs> Scania R series. Anyway, that's a 9.7 litre difference. Unfortunately, um, Peter's original message said uh, car. What is the car with the largest difference between small and large? So I'm afraid there's a double Jamie disqualification there. Although it is very good. Anyway, look, we could go on this. We had so many messages, and I've I've just tried to pick out a few. But I think we have got a a really solid rule-compliant entry here from Richard Ingleby who says, following Peter's game of biggest capacity difference, I think a peerless Model 6 is the contender. A peerless? So he's gone old school, peerless. The basic Billy being 415 cubic inches, which is 6.8 litres. The big engine option was 825 cubic inches, which is 13.5 litres. Gives you a 6.7 litre spread. That's an amazing so, spread. In the absence of anything that fully meets the rules, because it's like some random special or it's a Brabus or it's a lorry, then I think uh, Richard Ingleby is our current leader slash winner in the car capacity game. I like that. Uh, but thank I you to everyone that. who wrote in. I apologise if you did something better and I've just lost it because uh, my email management is crap. Uh, but on that, if you do want to drop us a note about this or anything, uh, it's hello at smithandsniff.com. Yeah. If you're, for example, let's just say you're Unilever. And you want to talk to us about a partnership with your and Brute Spolt style? You can get in touch. Well, that's that. But yes, uh, it, it, write to us about anything you fancy, or become a patron at our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash Smith and Sniff. Um, we don't have tiers or any kind of complex system like that. You no. can just chuck us a quid a month or more if you're feeling generous. And uh, you can message us through that or you get to see extra content like show notes. And uh, right. last week you got a bonus eating lunch in a car video, which wasn't available to the normals. So um, we do occasionally do little bits and pieces like that yeah. as well. Which would have been quite loud with chewing and and 
swallowing well, of food. So yeah, I think not it's not an attractive proposition. But anyway, uh, well, it's worse on audio, though, isn't it? Audio only. That's yeah. true. That's true. Can I? I just want to throw in a quick one about um, a. You said you'd bought another car the other week. I yes. I did as well. I just wanted to keep still it waiting for it. Squirrel. By the way, are you? It's been yeah. As I'm getting to the point where I'm like, does this car really exist? Except that they've now sent me the reg number and I've checked, and it according to DVLA is a real car. But it's an OT yeah, SOT to... is the number plate. You yeah. Oh, <laughs> like uh, the reg. Yes, it's A B C one two three. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It was supposed to the feeblest excuse, but the supplying dealer went, oh yeah, one of our our lorries has um, broken down and it's thrown all of our delivery schedule out of whack. So could we postpone it? So it was supposed to be here last week. It's now supposed to be turning up uh, the next week. No, this week. Actually. So, so, well, it's, I don't know. Well, soon. Very right. soon. Very soon. Well, I, I anyway. I, yes. I, yeah, I bought a car. Um, I bought one of my old cars back, Richard, and it's an economical car. I revealed to my so, patrons on 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 my. Uh, you know the YouTube channel that uh, yeah I've bought I've bought back my Honda Insight first generation my my green spaceship as the kids used to call it which is the one and that you sold to Honda themselves I sold it, it to Honda museum car yeah so Honda de- it was a Honda demonstrator car when it was first new then it got bought by a guy who was apparently very large who used to do a massive <laughs> commute from Somerset to Reading and back every day. And it oh racked up an enormous mileage, which is why it was a, a high mileage car. Honestly, I've got two or three very grey vinyl fo- Honda folders of, of service history with this car. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, I eventually sold it back to Honda Heritage, but then they never did anything with it because they had a very low mileage one, which was always their preference. And I mm. discovered uh, during lockdown that it sort of was sitting forlorn. And I, I kept badgering them saying, listen, listen, can I have it back? Can I buy it back? And eventually they caved in, and I've got it back. So I'm now going to get it back on the road. It's been sat for about three years, so I've got to just check it. And I'm now is that not good for a car with a battery? Not good. It, no, not good. Yeah. But I'm fully in the forums now, and there's some hacks, as the kids would say. <laughs> and I'm actually performing <laughs> said hacks over the next three or four days. I mean, it does. Presumably, it runs, does it? It works. It ran. It ran and drove, despite the fact that nobody had touched it for maybe three years. It, they they put a battery on it, and it just started up and ran and drove. But oh, uh, that's a brakes, Honda. Brakes I said that to my dentist last week, or dental hygienist. I had to go and have my teeth cleaned, and every time I do, the lady is in a, a, an ongoing car buying dilemma, and she's sort of settled with my advice on a Honda CRV. But then she was having second thoughts. She's like, "Is it the right thing to get? Do you think it's the right thing to get?" Very hard to give car advice when someone's got seemingly both their hands in your mouth. Yeah, I would she, say. Do you so. think I'm doing the right thing? Oh, yeah. But when she stopped rubbing plaque off my teeth, she, I, she said, "Do you think the Honda's the right thing?" I spent look. It, yes, because it, if you want a reliable car, just buy a Honda. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Not a bad Although I shout. must give a shout out. There's a, a there's a chap called Connor, who I was talking to on Twitter, uh, who went to go and look at an Accord Type R 
then had a breakdown in his current Civic, and the Accord Type R turned out to be no bueno. So older Honda's not necessarily a, a, oh, a dream ticket. I think he's the but, first person in the world to have experienced that. So Honda are going to be. I know that's the, the thing. He's almost like he's some kind of lightning rod for Honda under reliability. But yeah, um, although in fairness, it was just a perished hose that, that disabled his Civic. So and he's now bought a Civic Type R. The reason I mentioned Connor is I just want to say thank you to him because he. I, I was clearing out my old computer and I found. Um, a column I used to write for Top Gear magazine, a spoof called Simon Moistborn, who was supposed to be a sort of inept local car journalist. And I'd sort of forgotten about this. And we did it for about three years. Bloody and then hell. Connor piped up on Twitter and he said, oh, I used to cut those out and keep them. Because he initially believed it was a real person, and he was sort of he was intrigued by this incredibly tragic accident-prone character. <laughs> and he, he kept all these columns, and he still got them. And I haven't got all of them. I've got a few of them that I I, I kept the original documents. Gosh, I so, stopped keeping my old material ages ago. Yeah, I, my, I'm, I'm trying to pull everything together because I've got bits that were sort of stored on my Dropbox and bits that weren't, and, and then bits that are on old computers that have long gone. But anyway, so yeah, I just want to say thank you to Connor for sending me some pictures of old uh, columns that I wrote. It's like having a weird out-of-body experience. <laughs> going, did I do that? I don't remember that. Anyway, you bought your insight back. That's yeah. the, did you like, uh, the sight uh, beyond uh, insight? Yeah. This is going to be your daily hack then. Yeah, this is going to be my um, my sort of recession resistant, ultra frugal, and definitely a modern classic thing. But, but it's my. Um, it, it, I always regretted selling it, but I sold it because I was doing the school run with two kids more often, and now mm. I'm, the, the kids go to different schools, so. I'm only ferrying them one at a time typically. And I thought and also for 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 doing shoots and stuff it's you know it can be an 80 to the gallon plus car. And mm. um and there's loads of modifications that that perverts are doing to them. So I actually think it now's a great time to get it back on the road and it, I, I did chuckle when everyone's going on about ad lightness and all that with the Lotus um, ele, uh, Elaborate. No, what's it called? Um, um, eloquent. Did, ele- yeah. Eloquence. Um, General election. Yes. The people going on about lightness. Well, that, that car's 850 kilos, as you probably remember. And that was the yeah. you know, world's first mass-produced hybrid with a battery on board, obviously, 850 keys, really joyful to drive. So I can't wait to get it back on the road. It deserves to live again. It's done 340,000 or 330,000 miles, so it hasn't done many miles in the last sort of eight years. But Can I just push my... I'm actually wearing my glasses at the moment. I pushed them up my nose. Is, was it the world's first mass-produced hybrid? Did the original Prius not beat it to the punch? There? No, I think it beat it, but the, pr- ah. the Prius gets the, 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 the column inches because four-seater and people yeah. just adopted it quicker and also looked more conventional. Would I? I'm pretty sure I, the I, insight came first, but now you're making me worried because an intelligent man. Someone will write in, but no. What, what I was going to say is, was the insight built on the old NSX production line or alongside it? It was built alongside it because the NSX would have still been in production. At that it point, was, it? So, yeah, yeah, the late, the later one. Yeah, it was. So it was, it was made. I mean, it, and undoubtedly a lost leader. They only sold 250 mm. UK cars, so as a U, really? so a UK insight is actually quite a rare beast now. Yeah, and, bloody um, hell. Yeah, I know. And um, so I'm really... And I kept the brochure for it, weirdly. I found it in my filing cabinet with all my car service history bits for the others. And I was like, I've got to, mm. I've got to have this car back. So I've got brakes for it. I've got a hack to check the battery pack. I'm going to convert it to, to FEV, to plug in. 
Um, oh. You know, um, yeah, you can you can add all sorts of little mods to it. I'm very much looking folds to it. And, um, That's excellent. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, new cars all round. Yes, with hurrah electricity us. in them. Hurrah us! Uh, oh, my Porsche's gone though. That's all. That's all sold, all happened. Oh, has it? Man came and took it away, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's easy come, easy go. But that's, but the, yeah, so I've got, but the EAP's coming, so that's exciting, if it ever friggin' turns up. Wow. Um, first world problems, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we should probably wrap this up, um, so, because uh, it's, yeah, we've been for talking sure. for ages. Uh, but before we go, got three things to tell you uh they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show lots of excellent videos on there uh including a uh, walk around the lotus electrolux with uh <laughs> ben payne the man who masterminded it in some part yeah i've got some good uh, got some good shit coming up that i shot in scotland he's got some good shit yeah. yeah uh two i've got various books out one of them is called uh, boring car trivia three it's uh full of uh, just boring car trivia, as it says <laughs> on the front. <sighs> Still not got the hang of this marketing line. <laughs> uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that we all probably know the song What's Love Got To Do With It, which is very famously uh, recorded by Tina Turner, but it wasn't written by her, and in fact it was originally recorded by Bucks Fizz. Really? Yeah, it was written by uh, Terry Britton and Graham Lyle, who also wrote We Don't know, Need Another Hero. Um, Gosh. But, uh, Terry Britton wrote Devil Woman for Cliff Richard and he offered uh, What's Love Got To Do With It to Cliff Richard who turned it down and then it's they gave it to Bucks Fizz I suspect it's because Cliff Richard heard the keyboard solo and went I'm not going down that route that's awful <laughs> it's not and I me. would have not, agreed not I would me. have personally agreed with that I think it's an awful <laughs> what, you mean? awful it sounds like the incidental music on Steptoe and Son. That just <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean the intro? The do 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 No, bit. no. Uh, halfway through, halfway through what's love got to do with it, there's this just terrible, terrible keyboard <laughs> that just comes in out of nowhere, like like it's a studio next door and it's not even connected to the song. I hate it. It makes me hate the song. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks ever so much for listening. Uh, we'll do this all again next week yeah. until then goodbye goodbye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market